Welcome to the Weekly Boost. My name is Ricardo Bueno, and I'm a 10-year veteran of the real estate industry. And this podcast is dedicated to taking an honest look at the reality of marketing and growing your real estate business. My guess is you want to close more deals, whether it's working with buyers or sellers. But it's not as easy as some people, like bullshit marketers, would have you believe. I spend my day consulting with some of the best agents in the industry, which basically means I have a front row seat to the behind the scenes of world-class marketing campaigns and listing strategies, and I'm here to unveil some of those strategies and tactics with you. Listen in as I share what's good in real estate and the world of marketing. Let's go. All right. So what's up, everybody? Ricardo Bueno here. And in this episode, I'm joined by a good and longtime friend of mine, Selena Vidya. She's a digital marketing consultant. Um, she's a rock star. That, that's all I can really say. But Aww. she's the host of a permissionless, the Permissionless podcast. Uh, look that up in your favorite uh, podcast player. And she's the creator of the Map Planner. And um, I'll let her get into detail on, on what that is. But Right now, I think uh, we're in a world of sort of chaos. <laughs> um, for most of my career, and I know for most of Selena's, um, I've worked from home. So for me, adjusting to things, it's, you know, I live and work by my calendar. Um, I, I have some semblance of structure to my life. But right now, when we're being forced to be indoors and, and live the quarantine life, for people that aren't used to working from home, this is a challenge. Um, so I do want to talk about, you know, how do we manage the chaos, not just in our life, um, but in our work and in our personal life, but how do we manage the chaos amongst this sort of chaos? And I think she has some excellent, um, advice for you, some very practical and tactical advice that you can implement in your business. And then the reason I say, uh, Selena is a rock star is because there's, there's few people in the industry that uh, are, um, true consultants in the sense that. You're, you're trying to build a brand and building a brand in, in sort of a crisis is, is even more so important because we don't know how long this is going to last and the, the financial implications of this. Is it going to last for two months, three months, six months, 12 months? How does it impact my business? Well, Selena isn't just a, a, a pro or an expert at productivity. She's also an expert at building, um, creating strategy and building branding strategy for, for businesses so that they can grow their brand and, and sort of build their visibility online. Um, so without further ado, uh, Selena, how are you? Welcome. I'm good. Thank you for the amazing introduction. How are you? Good, good. You know, uh, like I said before this call, it's a, it's a little bit of chaos. I can't believe by the time you listen to this show, um, the month of March will have been over. It's April 1st, but it, I can't believe March seemed like an eternity. It seemed like an eternity and it also just seemed like it didn't exist. It's like this weird <laughs> pocket of time. Like the other day, because towards the end of March, I was like, is it April yet? And I think it hit March 29th and I was like, is this month over? But then it didn't even feel like it happened. <laughs> it just April 1st didn't seem, uh, didn't seem close enough. And, and I'm still in shock that it's only April 1st. Yeah. Yeah. 2020 came in hot and not in a good way. <laughs> So uh, tell us, for those of you like, that don't know, um, just tell us who you are, uh, what you do. Um, I know I kind of introduce people, but um, tell us who you are, what you do. Oh, that's a big question. Um, <laughs> so I guess the 
easiest way to lead with this is I'm both a creative professional and I'm a business slash consulting professional. So I'm very much a hybrid of the two and that's how I take my day to day. Um, I started my, my marketing career as an SEO consultant. Mm -hmm. So I was very much in the weeds with companies. I was doing a lot of the tactical execution work. And over time, as I started working more in marketing, I expanded that and I started working more in outreach, more in content, and then ultimately strategy. So, you know, I'm 10 years plus working on the SEO and content strategy side. But over that period of time, um, I'm a creative being at heart. So I'm mm -hmm. always creating things. I love helping people. And one of the ways that I found I love helping people is by educating and entertaining them. So the Permissionless podcast came out of that. Um, I wanted to inspire people and motivate them. <laughs> and so did the Map Planner. So I guess that's kind of a roundabout way. Um, I also love coffee. So that, there's that. That's, that's literally my brand is coffee drinking. <laughs> do, do, you brew your own, do you make your own cold brew coffee? I don't yet. But thank you for that, because now I'm going to have good, to. <laughs> good hobby to pick up. Um, I threw away, unfortunately, my, my uh, Japanese cold brew coffee maker, and I'm regretting making that decision, but, but that's awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to look into whatever that Japanese brewing thing is that it's, you just mentioned. Uh, I'll look it up and send it to you. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> yes, please do. So um, a lot of people are stuck. They're, they're working from home now. Um, and a lot of people are in that mindset of, uh, holy crap, school's closed for the rest of the year for my kids. Um, as if working from home wasn't already, uh, here's what people don't realize. Let me, be, let me back up. Some people look at working from home or make fun of working from home as, oh, that must be so nice. And what people don't realize is that oftentimes working from home actually is twice the amount of work. When, when you have the kids, uh, schools being closed and you have a family, you can multiply that sucker by about four, six, or, or, or 10x. Mm -hmm. so, so there's a lot of people who are saying, I don't know how to manage what I'm doing. And so when I go on social, there's, there's so much leadership and crisis management advice that's sort of being uh, spewed out. There's a lot of work from home advice from quote unquote experts who've been uh, living the work from home life. Um, honestly, I found some of it super useful and I, but then I've on the other end of the spectrum, I find some of it like, well, that's just not realistic. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think maybe we should, this is a great opportunity. You and I talked offline about the map planner. Um, what is it and how do you just find, how do you make sense of all of the chaos in your life? How do you start to wrangle that beast? Um, that is chaos and just being a creative person wearing multiple hats and not knowing where to start but also we're in the middle of a pandemic, everything's closing in around me. How do I add structure to my life? Yeah, so the map planner was born out of something I needed. I tried planner after planner and nothing worked because I think as humans, time management really bleeds into life and time management. Mm -hmm. It's not just what do I have to check off my task list, mm -hmm. it's how do I manage all of that with family, with you know a partnership, if you have kids with kids. And so I wanted to structure something that helped us really get in touch with our own thoughts, helped us empty the clutter from our heads, um, gave us a place to really have positivity with affirmations, but also a place to structure what are my priority items? What are the things that absolutely have to do? And I like to say it's the pin strategy. If it doesn't fit on a post-it note, you probably aren't going to get it done. 
So what I wanted to do with the map planner is give somebody a space to be introspective, do mindset work, and a safe space to just empty their brain, but also be able to um, wrangle the chaos of what they need to do in their everyday business life, um, what they need to do in their creative life if they're trying to move projects along. So it's kind of a hybrid of the two of those things. It sounds like a it sounds like a coaching program is what it sounds like. I know. It's kind of like a coaching program in a planner. Like it's a, it's a do-it-yourself thing if you're not ready to jump into a coach. So let's talk about mindset work because right now mindset has always sort of been important. Mindset has always been uber important. You either have, you're, you either, especially if you're in sales, especially if you're an entrepreneur, especially if, and right now you and I and anyone listening to, to this show um, if you chose real estate, if you chose sales, like talk about choosing a career that handle that deals with facing rejection and then getting up and going after it again, day after day, after day, after day, if you don't have the right mindset to be able to handle that, or if you don't have the right growth mindset so that you're setting like really high goals, but, but clearing the self doubt and everything else, then I'm afraid to say you're just not going to get very far. So, so in a hot, in a hot market, it's easy for even the unexperienced people to have some semblance of success. But if we run into a sort of difficult market or a drought, um, it becomes even more important to have, um, not just systems and processes, but the right mindset. So how do you tackle that? Uh, because when we talked about the map planner, you talked about how certain sections of it handle affirmations. Um, why are affirmations important? Why are doing daily journal prompts important? And um, why are some of those things important? And how do you tackle that to, to sort of handle your and clear your mind? Yeah, so there's um, two boxes on the daily map page, which is essentially your day-to-day -day planner. And one of them, and please excuse the woo word. I know it sounds woo, but I, <laughs> I really believe in this word. So there's a section for manifesting, there's a section for affirmations, and then there's a um, journaling box, which I call the power prompt, basically. And I think with mindset, like you're saying, you know, in a hot market, you can sell all day, even if you're not that experienced, but what do you do when things aren't that great? So while I believe in positivity and optimism and, you know, having affirmations to remind yourself of things that you need to know about yourself, um, you know, one of the examples that I use is I always want to work on being a better communicator. Mm -hmm. And one of the affirmations that I write all the time, you know, it's been in my daily map, I think for like a month now is I'm an engaging, entertaining, magnetic speaker because I want to remind myself that I have that. But the reason that the journaling prompts come into play is you can be positive all day long, but I think what a lot of people neglect to do is figure out what the darkness and the shadow is and what are the things that they, they're really having trouble with and learn how to implement that as opposed to pretending that they don't exist. Mm -hmm. So if you can set your day up with affirmations and positivity that you want to um, lean into and that you know about yourself, you're still going to wake up with doubts. So using that little journaling box to say, you know, I really woke up thinking about this. I just need to get it out of my head, get it out of my mind so I can move on with the day, whether that's doubt, whether that's, you know, a dream that's creeping into your morning that maybe you're not good enough. Um, so that's how I work with those two specific things. And that happens daily. We, we have to deal with that sort of, that sort of uh, self-doubt daily. We have to release it daily. 
Yeah. And um, there's a book that I'm about halfway through because it's a thick book. It's called Becoming Supernatural. And in that book, uh, I believe it's Joe Dispenza. He talks about how when you wake up in the morning, if you're immediately jumping into your doubt um, or things from yesterday that you didn't do properly, or you know maybe not meeting a certain sales quota, whatever it is, you're already bringing that into your present day. And if you don't have a space to just empty that out, you're going to continue to repeat that narrative throughout the day. So having some place to just acknowledge that you have it, like it's cool to acknowledge it, um, it's good to acknowledge it, but you also have to be able to write it down, get it out of the way, and then move on with, you know, just a new clarity for what you're going to do during the day. Move on that was a very long answer. <laughs> <laughs> move on with being the badass that you are. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So, okay, let's talk about how to wrangle your your sort of chaos. Um, a good mentor and a thought leader in the real estate space uh, for a lot of people is Tom Ferry. And so one of the things that he always says is master your time management and your productivity will skyrocket. Mm -hmm. So um, for me, I'm a, I'm a creative person. Uh, for a lot of, I think, uh, realtors, we're, we're entrepreneurs that wear so many different hats. Um, I live and work by my calendar. It, it, it sort of dictates, here's what you got on the day. But, you know, I don't have opportunities to do deep work. So I have to calendar off that time. And for me, it takes about 30 to 40 minutes to get in the zone uh, of that deep work. So when I do schedule my deep work, I do it in larger time blocks. Um, so how do you handle this or how do you wrangle that in your own business? What's, what's sort of your what are, have been some of your experiences and then how do you tackle that uh, maybe in the map planner? Yeah, so there's a couple ways that I tackle that. So one, time blocking is something that I do too because with a lot of the consulting work, I just need time to really think through problems, um, get my thoughts down and it's just a whole, it's a deep work it's process. process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so every day, um, and it may not be the same chunk of time every day depending on what's going on, but I do believe in time blocking heavily. I also believe in day blocking. So one of the things that I do is I keep my client calls as much as possible to two specific days. I keep them to Tuesdays or Thursdays. And this can be for meetings as well. It doesn't have to just be client calls. But that way I can go into the day with the mindset of, okay, I'm gonna be communicating with people. I need to have my stuff together. Um, and I know that deep work probably isn't gonna happen on that day because following up calls you have, just follow up work that you need to do and stuff like that. So time blocking day to day and then day blocking. I also keep one day where half of the day is completely dedicated to something creative or a side project that I need to work on. So that time is not disturbed ever. And Friday has always been a great day for that because it's usually quiet in my inbox. Most clients aren't mm -hmm. around on Fridays and things like that. And then the other uh, method that I use is I think a lot of people confuse a, I should do this, I need to do this, and I want to do this. And then they try to just put all these things on their schedule <laughs> because they can't prioritize them. Mm -hmm. So what I mentioned on the map planner is the post-it note strategy section, the pin section. So you're gonna have certain tasks that one, move the needle, whether your goal is monetary, whether it's um, relationship driven uh, in real estate, you know, moving things along, your, open your house, whatever it is. Your revenue producing goals or your, yes. yeah. So those are items that are gonna be, you know, basically you need to do these. These are very important, so you put those down. If I have anything that's like a should do, for example, I need to check in over email with someone, um, I should, you know, set up this appointment. 
there's a specific section on the planner for that. So in between deep work, if I have, um, let's say 15 minutes and I just wanna take a break, I'll check off something on that list, which is usually a should. And then I think the quote, want to do things, those are always great. Usually they don't necessarily move the needle in some way, shape or form. It's just something you deep down really want to do. Right. Um, for me, that could be something like writing, you know, things that are just longer term. Those are my lowest priority items, but I do keep a specific day where if I want to work on those, I'll put those in there. So I guess to recap time blocking, having a couple of hours of deep work, uh, day blocking. So if you have a very um, meeting heavy job, picking specific days where you can put all those together so that you can focus on just communicating and meeting. And then also figuring out what your absolute priority items are and scheduling those in. And then figuring out what your should and want items are as well. So this is... Um... This is all super good. One of the one of the apps this is remind, reminding me of, and I use this in my business right now. Um, so I use it uh, both on my phone and on my desktop. Um, it's called Things Three, and what mm -hmm. I use it for is I have little mini projects or even follow up appointments, like bigger appointments. I have stuff uh, created into groups, and then when I add it or upload a new task. What I did is I created a filter or a tag. And so every task has a tag. And what I did is, is this task gonna, does it require, how much time does it require? Can I get it done in less than 15 minutes? Can I get it done in 30 minutes? Well, uh, do I, can I get it done in an hour or is it gonna take longer than an hour? And so when I'm shuffling between appointments, um, for you and I, we need space to think and do deep work. If a task is going to take me longer than an hour, that's a deep work task that I need to carve out a morning for. If mm -hmm. it's something that's going to get done in less than 15 minutes, then it's it's small, it's tedious, but it's something that I can knock off right away. Yeah. Um, that's something that I'll do in between appointments. So what I love about Things 3 is that everything is hooked up to my calendar. And as I'm shuffling from appointment to appointment, it says, heads up, Ricardo, here are, you know, four tasks that you can complete today. And then I, oh, just, nice. I just filter between show me everything. In other words, that's going to take less than 15 minutes. And I start to kind of just chop away at it. That's pretty cool. So I, uh, I have things three, but I haven't used it mainly because some of the items I need to add people to and things three, I don't let you, mm, it doesn't yeah, let you collaborate, yeah. which I'm hoping they roll that out. But <laughs> um, so use things three and I use two different systems for managing my work. And I think this might be helpful going back to our previous question too of managing things. So I have Asana, which is for consulting work, um, anything that I have team members working on. So that's quote unquote, like my business and consulting management uh, platform. Mm -hmm. But I also use something called Notion for my creative projects, which helps me separate my brain from business because of all of it's in Asana. And I tried this before it didn't work. As soon as I open Asana, I get overwhelmed with um, deeper work tasks <laughs> where I know I have to do them and I can't get creative. So I actually keep two different management platforms for my tasks. Nice. So um, you had mentioned, what are some things that, that, that people can do um, that not, that are not used to managing their own time from home? So mm -hmm. um, we talked about sort of how you can tackle your calendar. We shared maybe some apps and tools. Um, I'll link to these tools in the show notes, guys. Um, uh, I'll put them in the show notes. So like things three, I, I probably read that sucker uh, from beginning to end their blog. 
and looked for best practices. Um, but what are some things that some practical things that people can do now um, as they're transitioning to 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 working from home um, mm-hmm. to set boundaries in their work calendar and whatnot? Yeah. So I think, um, like I mentioned before, people may not realize that scheduling in their life activities is really beneficial, even if it's just for you. So I think you and I had talked about this before. If it's not on the calendar, it doesn't exist in Mm -hmm. life at all. So I suggest if you have self-care activities, especially if you're working out, if you're meditating, um, schedule those in the calendar, make sure they're on there. So you don't just get overwhelmed with work and forget to take care of your mental and physical health. Just just to be Um, clear, you guys, this is uncomfortable for some people. Or it's weird for some people and that's okay. Schedule it anyway. I'll tell you why. I've been scheduling walks with my wife. Um, She says to me, did you really just send me a calendar invite? (laughs) And I'm like, yes, because I need to add some semblance of structure to to my day. We need to add some semblance of structure to our day. And the calendar isn't just for work. It's okay to schedule the self-care stuff. In fact, I think it's more important now than ever before as we're yeah. kind of dealing with all of this. I agree. And I think, um, you know, a lot of people don't prioritize themselves either. And it's mm-hmm. just a symptom of how, how, what the work environment is like now. Mm-hmm. So going back to scheduling, you know, self-care or basically anything, I think when you're working from home, looking at yourself as a priority and saying, I'm a priority, what do I need to function day to day? Put those on your schedule. It's going to be work. It's going to be self-care, whatever that is. And then I think the other thing is communicating. So if you um, live with a significant other, if you have kids, whatever it is, or even team members that you're gonna be meeting with, I think you have to prioritize communication with people because nobody knows what is happening when you're working from home. Um, Depending on your company, they may be a little bit more tyrant about what you're doing and they wanna know all the time. But, and it's unfortunate, but that's how it is. So making sure you're communicating, hey, during this period of time, I am X, Y, Z. So if I'm not responding over email or anything, this is why. And um, it doesn't have to be defensive communication. It's just basically a, hey, this work from home thing is new for me. Here's how I'm structuring things. Just as a heads up, you know, I'm trying to make this work. It, it's uh, over communication. It, yes. it, it solves a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. Um, in business and in personal life. And, and right now, I think it's one of those moments where it's okay to sort of um, over-communicate. That's important too. For, for, your, for the sake of your own sanity and everyone else's. Yeah. And I think um, the other thing is the word routine isn't very sexy. Like I, I don't even use the word routine. I use the word ritual because I just, <laughs> there's something about the word routine that's mundane and boring. But if you're working from home, I also suggest trying to find some kind of routine because you're not driving to work. You're not, maybe not getting up and getting dressed right away. So what are like two to three things you can do every morning that sets the stage for your mindset, your happiness? Um, Maybe it's something you want to learn, whatever it is, and then have kind of a time proximity of when you're going to jump into work and make sure you have something that definitely transitions you into the work mindset. It could be, you know, some people, I don't, dress and roll clothes from day to day, but I know getting changed into something, you know, more outside wear is a signal. Um, yep. Sometimes going into a different area of the house is a signal. Yep. So what is that going to be? So you can go into work mode. And likewise, when you're ending the day, it's going to be really easy for work to just flood into the rest of your life. Cause you you're in your house. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but you know, you said you take walks. So maybe for some people taking a walk ends their work day. It shifts their mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, you know, I, I work in a home office in here, so I shut the door and I leave and I don't come back in the office. That's how my brain knows like work time is over. Yep. I, uh, so my morning ritual, not routine ritual would probably be, um, I come upstairs to the home office. I have my rock star or my Nespresso coffee. Um, I have a, one of those neon sort of lights that says hustle mode on. I turn that sucker on. Ooh. I put some house music. I look at the calendar and I, I just, uh, it's, I get into that morning, uh, Monday morning mindset. I used to think that affirmations were kind of, um, I used to think that they were silly. I used to think that, yeah. So, I mean, I, I used to think that they were silly, but right now I'm finding them super helpful. Um, and so it's one of those things like just, just get it, get it out, um, reframe your day and get in that right sort of, and it's just giving yourself good energy, you know? Um, yeah. and then when I, when I try to wind things down, um, like you, I, I leave the office, I shut everything down and I actually leave, I leave my work phone upstairs, uh, on, on silent. So, nice. um, if you don't get a hold of me, that's why. Um, but you do, you do have to set boundaries with yourself for, for your own, uh, sanity. Otherwise, um, work is going to bleed into that home sort of life 24 seven. And yeah, you know, sometimes that's okay because you're, you're hustling, you're grinding, but, but guys right now, I think, um, your health is just as important if, if not more so. So you have to be able to be comfortable with setting boundaries. Yeah. And I think we are also all going to have to practice more forgiveness for ourselves. And I know that just sounds very like, I don't know, it just, people, when they hear the word forgiveness for themselves, um, it puts them in just a really emotional space, but really mm-hmm. you're doing the best you can. So if you are getting used to working from home and you're going to have times where you're just not productive and instead of beating yourself over the head about not being productive, I think you just need to assess like, well, what was the issue? Um, and try again. I think that's that's the biggest thing is you may not be productive all the time, but as long as you're aware of that and you can make adjustments, that's important. That's so good. And going back to the the phone thing, so I haven't had work email on my phone for probably two years. And if oh, wow. you knew, I know, and if you knew me before, that's unheard of. Like I was married to my phone and working at email <laughs> at midnight. Like it was awful in my past life. And I think if you're working from home, I don't know how many of you listening have work email on your personal phone, but I, maybe this is a bad advice. It worked for me, but I suggest taking it off of your phone for a little bit and keeping your work email within your work times. It's going to be super tempting um, when you're in your house and the environment just stays the same to be like, oh, well, I'll just check my work email mm-hmm. right when I wake up. But you have to set that boundary. So try taking it off for a day or two, see if there's any fires. And if there are, I'm sorry, don't come at me. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive yourself. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm sorry, don't come at me. <laughs> no, this is, this is one of the things that I decided early on um, when I started dating my wife. My rule was, uh, I'm one of those, I'll answer your question no matter what, get in touch, no matter what. And um, the problem is when you go on a date, you're always on your phone then. So one of the rules I made to myself is um, when it's dinner time, when it's date time, when it's going out for a walk, um, all push notifications are off, work phone is down, and it's just uh, quality time with the family. 
and we're not, we, you know, we're, we're married. Uh, she's, she's six months pregnant. We don't have kids yet. Uh, we don't have a big family and, and yeah, work is a priority, but it's also, uh, so is that family and that quality time. Um, yeah. that's a priority too. And so I set that boundary. I'm okay. Setting that boundary. It might be hard for a lot of people, but, um, but I think it's important. Yeah. And I think, you know, especially when you are in a relationship and number one, congratulations Thanks. with having, having one <laughs> on the way. Um, and it, yeah, I think people have this thought about setting your phone down and focusing on their partner as it's just viewed in a weird way, but I think it's powerful. I think being present, even if you live with the person and you're with them all the time, it's still important to give them your full attention. And likewise with work, try to give your full attention to that. I think if you can be present in whatever you're doing and it's way easier said than done, there's so much power and you can get way more stuff done if you, if you focus and you're not doing a million things at once. Okay. So let's, um, let's shift to, let's shift a little bit. One of the things that I posted today and, uh, what did I say? Let me pull it up. Um, I said that the steps you take during this town time, during this downtime can either pay off when this is all over or leave you playing catch up. And so some people are using this, like I've told all of my clients, use this as an opportunity to double down on the content that you create because the content that you create between now and the next six months is planting seeds, um, for, uh, for sort of building your no like and trust factor out in the community. Um, a lot of people are using this downtime to sort of uh, consume and learn some of the things that they've uh, otherwise been putting off. But, but I'm also seeing this sort of sense of overwhelm. Mm -hmm. I'm home. All I'm doing is consuming webinar after webinar after webinar. It's like at some point, all of that consumption uh, needs to stop because there's, there's, there's overflow and your mind's going to explode. And then next thing you know, you've executed on absolutely nothing because you've consumed way too much. You have all of these ideas and, and you're just all over the place. Mm -hmm. So how do you manage, uh, how do you, how do you manage that? Yeah. So for one, I'll start by saying I'm an eternal knowledge seeker. I'm always reading, learning and things like that. And before we hopped on here, we we're talking about how, when um, <clears throat> they were recommending that we start staying home a lot of people are offering free webinars. Mm -hmm. um, a couple of organizations that I follow are opening up all their courses for free. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to sign up for this. This is so great. You know, and even for somebody who works from home, I still had extra time because I wasn't going out to do other things. But then there's the overwhelm. So I think right now you have to realize that there are so many eyeballs online and there are so many people consuming you have an opportunity to put stuff out there and there's more people now than probably ever that are yeah. looking for that. 100%. So yeah. And for me, um, I basically pocketed time where I let myself uh, rabbit hole. So I have like one to two hours a week where I'm like, you know what, if I want to learn something, do something, read something um, in depth, this is a time where I'm going to do it. Usually it's on a weekend where I'll block off the time. And then the other times where I really want to consume something, I'm forcing myself to produce something instead. So I'm getting uh, back into doing more permissionless episodes. I'm trying to write. So even if I'm not putting something out for the world to consume, I'm trying to channel that into just creating in general. And I think creating is a muscle. It's really easy to consume, consume. Mm -hmm. But you want to be on the other side of that 
because you want to be somebody that people are consuming information and education and entertainment from. Yep. And right now, um, you really have a chance to do that. You have extra time. Um, there's a lot of change going on in the world. I think people are open to learning new things and um, just finding new people who are interesting. So you need to take advantage of that. So I guess as a, a quick short answer to your question is I really block out time to consume consciously. So I know that that's what I'm doing. And I especially block out more time to um, create things in the time that I would previously be consuming. Yep. No, that's, that's uh, super important. Like I said, I like your phrase, uh, rabbit hole time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I created a, I created a separate calendar on my, on my calendar and I, it's, so I color code my calendars. Um, I have uh, in green is my creative time. And that's what I use uh, when I'm blocking off time in my weekly calendar. My creative time is my deep work time. It's my, it's my, um, it's my time to sort of work on something that, and it's usually along the lines of content production. If you're listening to this and you're wondering, well, what the heck do I communicate? What the heck do I create? Right now, everything's kind of crazy. Um, we don't, there's no playbook for communicating in a crisis. Um, but that doesn't mean we need to panic or, or jump into panic mode and get stuck like deer in the headlights. Um, I wrote an article yesterday, and so I'll link to it in the show notes. And the article was titled, Steal, out, Steal a Page Out of Zillow's Playbook. And I found that this was interesting. So on any given month prior to the pandemic, Zillow spends about $50,000 a month advertising and running uh, ads on Facebook, housing ads, promoting specific listings or specific neighborhoods. The ad that, the, and, and, and to be clear, I'm going to share this sort of one, two-step strategy. I, it doesn't matter how you feel about Zillow, put that aside, this strategy is smart. What they're saying is they're running relevant ads and the ad, uh, I'll read it to you really quickly, home is a sanctuary, a place of comfort and connection, and that has never been more important than now. That's why we created a resource center with timely information to help you make sense of things. And then the ad is just an image, never as home, uh, been more important than right now. And what it links to is a resource page that says, you have questions, we can help. Um, Subheadline, keeping you informed on how to handle buying, selling, or renting, not just nesting at home, as we adapt to life during COVID-14. And all it is, is a laundry list of FAQs that a buyer might have, given what's going on in the market, that a seller might have, like, can I really sell my house uh, during COVID-19? Can I show my house virtually, et cetera, et cetera? Guy, uh, if you're a renter, what do you need to know? Or, or heck, if you're not even thinking of doing any of these things, uh, here are uh, 10 different ways to create more comfort in a small space or to make your home feel more homely. So I guess what I'm saying is you, you have to create your buyer personas, put yourself in your customer's shoes, literally. And the content that you're going to create is just addressing those things. Because right now we all have questions. Um, it doesn't mean we all have questions and you should have answers. Just, mm-hmm. just make sure that you're talking to that right sort of customer profile. Um, and I, and I think that's super, super, super important. Um, and then like Selena said, if, if you're not used to this, it can be difficult. Um, create that time on your schedule so, and stick to it, hold yourself accountable and stick to it. Because if you don't, if you're just going to say, Oh, I'll get to it later 
I you'll never get to I it. I promise yeah. you. Yeah, you'll never get to it. That's why, that's why I tell my wife, I'm like, hey, uh, she says, can we do this? I'm like, yeah, can you do me a favor? Can you add, uh, send me a calendar invite? Why? We're just going to go do, you know, get groceries or we're just going to go do this. I'm like, yeah, I know, but can you please add a calendar invite? Because <laughs> it helps me get in the right frame of mind. Um, mm -hmm. we, we need now more than ever to, to use all of these different th techniques, hacks, whatever you want to call them, um, to add structure to our life. So, um, so yeah. I don't know where I was going with that, but. Well, I think um, when you're talking about calendaring and you know, your wife asks, you know, you really want this on the calendar, we carry around so much mental clutter in our mm -hmm. heads without realizing it. Like we, we don't realize that it's there, but everything that we are trying to remember, um, even if it's days down the line, even something as simple as getting groceries, that sits in there. Mm -hmm. So if you have a place to process those things and just put them on, you know, a task list, put them on the calendar, write them down, your brain's going to feel so much better because you're not carrying around the burden of things that you don't even realize you're thinking about. Mm -hmm. um, you know, one of the uh, things that I like to do is just write down all of the things that are in my head. And then by the time I get down that list, there's like 20 things and I'm like, holy shit, no wonder I can't, no wonder <laughs> I'm having trouble focusing today. And then I feel so much better. And um I wanted to touch back on what you were saying about Zillow. I, I saw that page yesterday, actually, and I think it's fantastic. And this is kind of more marketing. So, you know, hopefully this doesn't derail us a little bit, but there's been a really fine gray area with marketing right now. And I was having this conversation with a client uh, a couple of days ago because we're trying to figure out what are the resources that are going to be really helpful. How can we continue to build trust, even if, you know, people aren't necessarily going to sign up for this service. And I think like you mentioned before, building trust right now is great. People may not necessarily want to buy, but they're still looking for um, information. Correct. Still build that trust factor. And then down the line, you'll be some somebody or a brand that they remember. Correct. hundred uh, percent. Just because they're not going to buy now, doesn't mean they're not looking for entertainment or education mm -hmm. to make a buying decision in Q3 or Q4. Um, okay, so you said something right now, and, and maybe this is where we can kind of close the loop, but um, right now people are busy. We consume a lot on a day-to-day -day basis. You said something earlier before you kind of hopped on the call um, that if you ask somebody what they learned today, chances are they won't remember. Mm -hmm. how, do you, how do you sort of go through your day and, and, and log all of these ideas that come at you from a million different directions? Um, yeah. Ahead. So um, I use the map planner for that. And before I created it, I was just writing it down in a notebook. So I have two areas. I have a back burner page. So if something, if I read something and it inspires a thought, I put it on a back burner page so I can process that later, put on a task list, whatever I need to do. And then I also, at the end of the day, almost every day, um, I'm human. So there's some days where I just don't, I don't do this, but I write one to two things that I actually learned today. And if I can't remember anything at the end of the day that I learned, that means I'm not consciously consuming. I'm not consuming with intention. So I think kind of sitting with yourself at the end of the day and saying, can I recall one to two things? If you can't, it probably wasn't that important. And then consider whether you should be spending your time consuming that anyway. And if you realize you just didn't have time to consume anything, but you are somebody who loves seeking knowledge or is trying to learn something new, then maybe consider setting 15 to 20 minutes consciously 
and then revisit that at the end of the day and say, what did I learn during this period of time where I was reading this thing, doing this thing? So that's how I tend to handle it. Awesome. Selena, where can we find more about, where can we learn more about you, um, your permissionless uh, podcast and the Map Planner? Yeah, so I'm Selena Vidya on any social platform. So you can find me there. That's where I spend the most of my uh, time, not necessarily on the brand uh, accounts. You can find the Map Planner at morningactionpapers.com. And then permissionless, you can find permission underscore less on Twitter and Instagram, and then permissionless on Facebook. Awesome. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Yeah. No, thanks for having me. I love talking about this stuff, and I could probably talk your ear off for like days. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Weekly Boost. If you got value out of this episode, do me a favor. Head on over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review so we can reach more people and change more lives with this content. Oh, and one more thing. Do you want to know how effective your online marketing strategy is? In order to succeed in real estate, you need to learn how to market yourself well. Find out how your marketing strategy stacks up against the competition by visiting ricardobueno.com forward slash audit. Answer a few simple questions and get an instant audio course on how to level up your marketing today. Again, that's ricardobueno.com forward slash A-U-D-I-T. See you next time.